Is my mouth good? So I started a podcast. Welcome to Iconosass. So I'm doing a one-off episode because I have some hamsters in my brain that need to get out. And it is about, I guess, all of this Brett Kavanaugh stuff, but it's so much bigger than that, really. And I am just going to dive right in. Uh, actually, first, what I'm going to do is make a clarification since Jim Jesus pointed this out to me. Um, there have been some critiques of the BetterHelp um, service. Um, I encourage any listeners who might want to use the service to look into some of the claims that were made. Um, it seems like some of your private data may not be protected under some of the HIPAA protections, which is pretty serious if you value your privacy, but also this might be something that's in their terms and conditions. So if you are signing up for the service, you should know that any service that you sign up for, your data is pretty much at the mercy of the platform using it. So I think my listeners kind of already know that. I think you have to do your own cost-benefit analysis. And if therapy is something that you are interested in, that you should definitely seek professional help, especially during this time of kind of somewhat social upheaval and the mention of rape, oh, I don't know, 24-7 in the news cycle. So um, everyone use therapeutic services at your own risk, be informed. But I would would like to say that some therapy is probably better than no therapy. So with that out of the way, I want to talk a little bit about what's been on my mind for the past couple of weeks. I've been doing more traveling. I recently went to Arizona for a week and did a radio show there um, with an old friend of mine. And the discussion was about basically what's going on in the news right now with, I guess, the Me Too movement and the probable appointment of a 
possible attempted rapist to the highest court in the land. If appointed, which it's looking likely because we live in a hellscape, then he would be the second possible, probable, whatever, allegedly, sexual predator on the Supreme Court. That adds to the sexual predator who is the president right now, whose opponent in 2016 was a sexual predator enabler, so that that's some great options, you know, we got from both political parties in this country, you know, really awesome. And then there's Congress, if we want to talk about the other branch of government, and we have to kind of wonder about how many sexual predators are there, since there's a shit ton of those motherfuckers. So, what do you do when your country is run by rapists? What do you do when the traditions that your country held so dear, like due process, are being thrown to the wind? Well, let's talk a little bit, let's back up some and talk a little bit about history. And when people are talking about due process, and they're talking about like, well, we can't just take, we can't just believe women. We can't just, you know, take them at their word because they might be lying because people lie all the time and people make false accusations all the time, except, you know, way less often than rape actually happens. So, but the due process thing, what is due process? Who's had the privilege of using due process historically? Well, if we look at who's benefited from due process, it has usually been the same people that all of the rights were given to at the beginning of this country, which is property-owning white males. And before everyone starts screeching, uh, this is not an attack on property-owning white males. This is an indictment of a system that upholds things like white supremacy and patriarchy. Why do I say that? Oh, gosh, what are these words? Ah, oh, my brain. Well... The culture is a white supremacist culture because it is rulership by white people for the interests of white people and the governmental system that they've relied on to protect themselves for a couple hundred years has been used to attack minorities of all kinds, uh, racial and gender and sexual minorities. And women have been historically included in this group of people who do process that doesn't really apply to sometimes. And off the bat, I know some people, and I've been seeing this comparison made, and good lord, the lack of self-awareness that this takes to actually do. I've seen some people be like, well, we can't just believe anyone because what about things like To Kill a Mockingbird? And what about, you know, if we just, like, start believing women, like, we're gonna have, like, black people thrown in jail for rape. Um, I hate to break it to everyone, but that already happens a lot, and due process doesn't really have anything to do with that. The problem that causes that is that this country's based on white supremacy. It's an incredibly racist justice system. You cannot expect justice for black people in this country or other types of racial minorities. We know this because the data tells us this, and we have tons and tons of examples of police brutality, and this is something that I've spoken out against for years and on activism about, too. So, 
This is a topic that's really close to my heart, and I guarantee you that the people who are saying, oh, well, these accusations are going to be used against black men to uh, to lynch them and stuff like that, don't give two shits about actual police brutality. So shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear it. Moving on. This system has been used to punish women quite a bit to even get to the point where you can file a charge of rape you have to go through so much bullshit and you're instantly not believed women are never afforded due process in rape cases we're never afforded the right uh the uh innocent until proven guilty when we enter if we even can if we can if we survive an attack and even get you know, to a police department and can, you know, report the crime at all, we're instantly suspected of being liars. We're instantly suspected of making a false accusation right off the bat, as if false accusations are some huge majority of all the cases, which they're actually not. We've covered this in past episodes. Um, I, I, we've done several episodes, um, me and Dr. Stephanie Murphy and, uh, also Brian Sovereign on one of the last episodes on Me Too. Like, just looking at the numbers, the sheer amount of false accusations that are happening are just pale in comparison to the amount of unprosecuted rapes. If there's anything that there's that people should be worried about, it's being raped. No one bases their life on the statistical improbability that something will happen. Okay, you don't go out of your way to avoid lightning strikes every single day because we know we have a reasonable expectation that they're not going to happen. So all of these conservative people who were saying, oh, my boy, he's gonna gotta wear a body cam, and oh, oh, you know, fucking Chad's gonna get fucking, uh, turned into the police, like, yeah, probably, if he's a rapist, maybe, actually, no, actually, what the stats say about that is that Chad's probably gonna get away with raping, and he's probably gonna rape some more people. I am saucy about this topic, and you know what, I spent a lot of time making my case um, to other friends of mine and to various people I've had this discussion with online with just the pure numbers, just the data, just the statistics. Well, research shows us that people aren't typically moved by statistics and evidence that they are wrong, despite sometimes overwhelming evidence. And they are more often moved by emotional appeals. Well, so... This is what has been happening in an organic way for the last year with the Me Too movement. Our pleas, our emotional pleas of women sharing and other victims. It's not just, it's not just, um, for women. The Me Too movement also encourages all victims of sexual violence to speak up. So it's not a gendered movement. It's, for the empowerment of all victims, and it is a social reaction to government ineptness. And this is extremely important to realize when it comes to this entire system, the entire system that people hold up is so dearly, and we're going to be talking about, oh, due process and innocent until proven guilty has never been used fairly. We it, Ideally, that was the case. Ideally, we want to live in a society where the laws and rules apply equally to everyone. But that's bullshit. We have never lived in that society. 
This country is not founded on those principles. This country didn't start with those principles. It's only been war and destruction and sexism and violence. And to say that the system that comes out of that violence can serve victims at all doesn't make any sense to me. So when the government fails to protect its citizens, which it clearly has, and it has been for, again, since the beginning of things, and again, rape is a very difficult um, thing to prove with evidence. It's also a very easy crime to get away with because you can destroy evidence. But you know what? Even if the perpetrator destroys evidence and you go to the police and you get a rape kit, the cops aren't going to believe you and they'll probably lose the rape kit or tamper with it or do some other type of horrible fucking thing because they don't care about women. And this is why people don't report. This is why we don't feel comfortable calling the cops because the cops aren't there to help us especially black women, of all of the groups of people who are probably most victimized by the cops. It would be them. And I'm tired. I'm tired of being told that I should have just called the cops or that I should have just reported something when the entire system is set up against me, basically, and against people like me. So what do we do with this? Well, Me Too is a social reaction to this government ineptness. And it's not just ineptness, it's corruption. How do you lose rape kits? Do you do like how do you even how are you so incompetent that you lose something like that? Like I have a hard time believing there aren't malicious motives involved in police departments. There clearly have I mean there's been I mean, despite a lot of times being cleared by internal reports and investigations, there still has even been evidence of corruption where they've done all, you know, they've exposed the racism of entire departments. I mean, they were talking about Klan members being, Ku Klux Klan members being cops, all of this stuff. It's a fucking travesty. People have known the cops are racist for as long as there's been cops, and in this country, policing came out of catching runaway slaves. That is how policing started. I don't think you can have police starting in that way without some of the remnants of historical racism and sexism still being alive today. In fact, we, we're not seeing that right now. And for all of the people who were screeching about like, oh, we can't just believe women that'll turn into witch hunts or actually y'all motherfuckers need to stop using the word lynchings when talking about rich white men not getting promotions because it's not the fucking same and it belittles actual lynchings that have been done by the police historically and have been done by white supremacist groups. So shut the fuck up about that. I don't want to hear that fucking word. But conservatives are going to say it anyway because they hate women. And it's not just conservatives. Liberals hate women, too. You liberal motherfuckers wanted to put Hillary Clinton in the White House, who's defended a likely rapist and helped, probably helped cover up his crimes for decades. So fuck off with your feminist bullshit and how great Hillary Clinton is. You know, she's 
what may be marginally better. I don't even know. I don't even know how to gauge these things. Whereas Donald Trump has just straight up bragged about sexually assaulting women and probably raped his wife. In fact, I'm just going to go ahead and say definitely. How about that? I'm sick of capitulating to power. I'm sick of conceding these little tiny meaningless points when I can just say what I want to say and have the clarity of mind to just point to just tell it like it is and be like, we live under a system that does not serve victims and hates women and hates minorities of all kinds. And there's no reforming this. The roots of this system are stained with blood. It must be burned to the ground. And I'm sick and fucking tired of liberals and anyone else saying, we just have to reform it. We just need better people in there. Y'all, how many rapists are in all branches of the government right now? Do we really want to think about that? Because we're going to have to eventually. This isn't going to be the first time this discussion comes up. And it hasn't been the first time this discussion has come up. And no, we're not dealing with lynch mobs. We're seeing peaceful protests at most. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, no one's lynching anyone. No one's going all scum manifesto on anyone. Although, and no one's losing their careers. Can we talk about this? Can we talk about how all this whole fucking concern trolling about, like, false allegations are gonna ruin their careers or ruin their lives? Okay, like, uh, maybe someone knows of false allegations that have ruined people's lives. It does happen. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. That is not my argument. I am saying that the lives of women are ruined way more often than the lives of falsely accused. And why does no one give a shit about it? Why does no one give a shit? Why does no one care about such a statistically relevant problem in this country, but they're in a fucking tizzy over five, like a tiny fraction of a problem? I don't think you can be cynical enough when it comes to this. I'm angry and I'm exhausted and I have done a really good job of like, I think being as reasonable as I can on these podcasts about the discussion of an extremely difficult topic. But you know what? I don't get to live my life in this fantasy land of equality and justice. I don't know what equality and justice are. Those aren't for me. They're not for people like me. They weren't made by people like me. They've never been given to me. Or a lot of queer people I know, and women I know. I would love to live in this fucking fantasy land that conservatives and libertarians are afraid of. I would love it if Harvey Weinstein was taken out of his mansion and beaten in the streets like the fucking awful monster he is. I do not give a shit what happens to these predators. I give no shits. He is not offered any bit of restitution for his victims. And I'm an equal opportunity sexual abuser attacker on this topic. I have been for years. I dish it on everyone. It's not a matter of politics to me. It's not a matter of like hating Trump and or, you know, hating the left or anything like that. Fuck all predators. And 
the court system is not meant to serve victims. The court system is meant to serve people like Harvey Weinstein and other people in power and Judge Kavanaugh. He's a fucking judge. You think he's going to get treated the same as you or me? Please. Get your head out of your ass and realize the system wasn't created for oppressed people. It just wasn't. So Me Too is actually a great social phenomenon that is pushing for restorative justice on a social level. And what does restorative justice look like? Well, it looks like naming the names of abusers and putting that out there publicly and using the press as a tool to write the inequalities that women face because they can't get justice through the court system. They can't get justice in their local police department. And I've known people this has happened to. Of all the women I know and men I've known who have been sexually assaulted, I have known one of them that was able to go to trial and her attacker did get sentenced. And that was because he had multiple victims, all of whom miraculously survived his attacks and were able to testify against him. And that is so rare. Most of the time, they are one-on-one interactions. And a lo- there's a, again, look up the hashtag why I didn't report. If you want to know why people don't report. And then maybe believe women or believe victims. Because this isn't something we're making up for attention. Why the fuck would I waste my time making this shit up? Jesus, I have better things to do. And something else the Me Too movement is using to kind of push this change is nonviolent tactics, such as pushing for social ostracization and shunning of sexual predators. So there's not necessarily a carceral push for justice, although some advocates might want that. There is actually, this is more of a social phenomenon. And I think anyone who claims to support actual justice should be in support of it. Especially people who claim that the state is an ineffective way of going about this. I'm looking at you libertarians who seem to hate women more than they hate the state because the amount of takes that I've seen from them have been incredibly shitty on this. And yeah, Any kind of anarchist or any kind of person who is philosophically or tactically opposed to the state should support this movement because this is social justice at its purest and it's nonviolent social justice. There aren't really people calling for violence, you know, much as I'm going to howl about Harvey Weinstein or whatever that comes from a place of deep anger. But like, ultimately, I know tactically violence doesn't really make sense most of the time. But we need restorative justice. This is something that people in all all political realms have talked about. Well, except conservatives, they, I don't know, they, they've never particularly been, you know, big on the restorative justice bullshit. But what does restorative justice look like? To me, it looks like the victim demanding justice in the way that they see fit. So this can be in the term, in uh monetary terms for example which i think this makes a lot of sense trauma causes therapy bills all sorts it can fuck up your life for years 
I mean, I've had to take serious therapy for the crazy bullshit that I've been put through that I didn't even ask to be put through and went out of my way to avoid, in some cases, being put through. <laughs> but that doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter because it's going to have it happens to you and you have to keep powering through. That's all you can do is keep powering through while you lose months or years of your life sometimes to the debilitating effects of PTSD and depression and things like that. Uh, and not to mention if there's physical damage done, hospital bills, all of this, all of these things, all the damages from sexual violence cost time and money and time is always more valuable than money. So it makes sense to give your money to victims. How do we do it? How do we, can we socially shame them into doing it? I don't know, maybe. Why? It's worth a try. I, I, what I'm saying at this point is whatever tactics the Me Too movement comes up with, it's worth a try because what's happening now is not working. And whenever there's social upheaval, there's a period of intense disorganization. Things get messy, you know? Maybe some people get their heads chopped off that shouldn't. I don't know. It's really messy. I'm not necessarily prescribing anything. I'm just describing what happens. Uh, so is the creation of this country and your beautiful little fucking constitution is bathed in blood. It was bloody. It was a war. That's what we had. We got the current justice system that we have that doesn't provide justice for a whole lot of people through bloodshed. Now, I am not calling for bloodshed. I want to be perfectly fucking clear. I'm also not sympathetic to rapists. When you have someone like Bill Cosby, who has raped, hmm, I don't know what, 30, 40 women that we know of, that we know of, what do you do with someone like that? I think the victims should be able to demand justice in any way they see fit. Maybe they're going to want a more punitive type of justice. That is up to the victims. How do we determine guilt? We're going to have to figure out new ways. We're going to have to like look at the statistics of things. Would it hurt so much if we're going to have this current system to believe women just a little bit more? Maybe, let's say, 5 10% more than the absolute 0%. It's not even 0%. We don't even get like baseline 0%. We're believed to be liars when we're speaking. It's like negative percent. Like it's not that we're not believed. It's that people believe we're lying. And it does make me angry. And it's not something I can ignore. I've tried to I take long breaks from social media to stop hearing about rape all the time, but it's not something I can ignore in my life. My life has been fundamentally changed because of what's happened to me that I did not choose have happened to me. And it doesn't make me some kind of like, woe is me victim or anything like that. I survived it. I'm doing fine. I'm living my best life, but I'm going to be fucking angry about it and I'm entitled to that anger. Every victim is entitled to their anger when they've experienced such abuse. Yeah, maybe rioting in the streets is a good fucking idea at this point. You know, maybe these motherfuckers need to 
you know, maybe these motherfuckers need a taste of their own medicine. I don't know. All I know is that something needs to change, and I welcome that change. And people can criticize the, you know, people who started Me Too all they want. They can try to discredit it. But what's happening is women are sick. We're fed up of not being believed. And we're sick of being passed over for promotions, jobs, all sorts of things by idiotic, dumb shit men. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. A kind of broader social aspect of devaluing femininity is a serious fucking problem. The entitlement of women is a serious fucking problem. All of these are underlying root causes of the bullshit that we have right now. People don't value women. They don't think of them as human beings. I don't get to exist on neutral territory. I have to constantly prove my existence. I have to constantly prove that I'm smarter and better and whatever than other people in my, than men in my field. And it's not going to matter. And it's not going to matter if I'm right about things either, which I have been before. I've had lots of different types of jobs, and I I wasn't born yesterday. I can see why I'm treated differently, and it's not because of, you know, I'm somehow uncooperative or whatever. I've had things, I've had points that I made that were really good and really fucking sharp, said them out loud on a radio show or a podcast or whatever, only to be ignored and have a man literally say the same exact thing two minutes later and be given all the credit for things. Um, I like, I can't be believed without getting a white man to agree with me. <laughs> and I found this out in a very real way recently. You know, I was with one of my dearest friends who is almost the male version of me in a lot of ways. And we were having these discussions about Brett Kavanaugh and whatever, and we believe roughly the same things on this topic. We have a very similar thought process, and we're of the same intelligence level. He's always been seen as a genius, whereas I'm seen as, I don't know, crazy and emotional, even though I was the least emotional person there in the discussion. And this is a small little thing of something I deal with on a regular basis. And people would start believing me if he agreed with what I was saying. This is not something I'm making up. This is something I've seen with my own eyes. I can't tell you how many goddamn times. And I'm sick of having to pretend to be humble. And I'm sick of having to pretend to appease men and, you know, hide how, you know, my intelligence or wit or anything like that i i played that whole game when i was much younger uh and you know what it doesn't matter you cannot win you cannot assimilate into the dominant culture and have them accept you and this goes for people who aren't white this goes for people who aren't men this goes for a lot of who aren't straight Maggie McNeil was on here a few episodes ago, and I think we talked, the topic of picket fence queers came up. 
And I totally support people doing what they want to do. But I'll never be on that side of things. I'm, I don't want to assimilate. I want people to leave me the fuck alone. I want people to look at me and not make a bunch of assumptions and judgments of my character immediately. You know, I would like to have a default existence. I would like to be accepted on neutral territory and listened to for my words and not my appearance. I don't get to live in this fantasy fucking world. That world wasn't made for me. And so I'm not and I'm not going to assimilate. I'm not going to be quieter. I'm not going to be less radical. I'm not going to grow my hair longer and wear more makeup and look more feminine. I'm not going to just marry a man and fucking hide myself. I've tried all these things before. You cannot be good enough for them. Your oppressor will never accept you. They did this with Lauren Southern. I did a whole episode about this, the whole alt-right and Lauren Southern and her freaking out, or not freaking out, but saying she doesn't want to have children because she's not ready and they just laid into her and, you know, went all, you know, burn the witch. They will always try to burn you. You are a token to them. If you are a conservative woman, you are a token to them. If you're an alt-right woman, you are a token. Same with liberals. Same, you know, progressives do the same bullshit. Politics is disgusting. And they will tokenize you. I've been, I've had to deal with liberals too. With, you know, these kinds of things. And being like, oh, we need a good, like, you know, young female queer voice or whatever. Oh, fuck off. I'm not interested in reformation. I'm interested in reconstruction. I'm interested in tearing it all down, figuring out what else we can come up with, because this isn't working. And right before I started this podcast, people were gearing up, I guess, waiting to hear about the announcement. I haven't even looked yet. I haven't even looked at what's going on, but it's my assumption that he's going to get confirmed. Why wouldn't he? If you guys have been paying attention to uh, reality, yeah, guess what? Kill your heroes, because your heroes are rapists. We have a big old rapist as president. Why wouldn't we have a rapist as Supreme Court justice? Why wouldn't we? And this is why you can't play politics and expect to win. You will never win. It wasn't built for you. So, you have to figure out ways to exist and thrive in the margins. And when it comes to, say, something like Roe versus Wade being overturned, you know, women are going to have to go back to the historical witches, which were the women who knew how to give other women control over their reproductive systems. That's why they were actually burned, by the way, is because... They were providing abortions and giving women control over their bodies. And that is one of the most dangerous threats to the currents, to any system of power. If you look at the most historical systems of power are patriarchies. The function of a patriarchy is to control fertility and control the reproduction. And when you liberate that, 
then things start getting very violent for women. Because if we can control our reproductive systems, we can control how many babies are being made, and that's a huge social power. That's a power that we're entitled to. And it's a power we need to take. And I'm not going to apologize for that. You know, people ask me sometimes, you know, oh, well, would a matriarchy be any better? Let's talk about a bit about that. So I philosophically am opposed to hierarchies. I think that they tend to bring out unhealthy ways of interacting with each other because power dynamics kind of fuck everything up. But I'm also not opposed to trying something new. I mean, we've never had an actual matriarchy before. And I'll link to this article in the show notes. There is some data to show that the feminization of the species has actually created more social progress and better social outcomes for more people and less because it becomes less violent. And there's a lot of people who are worried about, oh, sperm counts are declining and, oh, men are becoming less fertile. This is just nature, people. Nature is culling what is useless for the survival of the species. And that sounds kind of brutal to say, but this is, again, this is just kind of what is evolutionarily happening because it's kind of like the Earth knows that some of these, this, you know, human species, a good half of them, tend to create 90 plus percent of the violence. So what's the deal with that? And I'm not saying this is some kind of like intentional earth mother woo woo kind of shit. I'm just saying like this is a cycle of nature. It just happens every now and then. And we did an episode on you know, that there are too many men in uh, India and China, for example. We're looking at 40 million extra men um, over women in these countries and the social problems those are causing. And all they are are the same social problems that exist all over the world intensified. It doesn't matter if men are 50% of the population or 70% of the population. They're creating 95% of the violence. Just facts. So, yeah, I'm going to be angry about it. I'm going to complain about it. I'm going to be loud about it because I wasn't able to be loud when it maybe mattered the most. I don't get to live my life free of trauma. I wish the biggest thing I had to fear was a false accusation. And that doesn't sound particularly empathetic. I understand that. This is not going to be a popular episode. This is going to piss off a lot of people, but you need to listen to me. I don't get to live a normal life. I really would like to. Really would have liked that. That would have been great. That would have been wonderful. I don't get to live in that reality. And honestly, the men who are afraid of false accusations of the like... Of the people I know who've been assaulted versus the people I know who've made false accusations, it definitely bears out the data. 
you know, I actually, of all the cases I can think of, there's only one person I think has actually truly been falsely accused that I know of. And there's like another case of someone I somewhat know, but I, I'm not even going to vouch for that because I don't fucking know. I do believe women. I've seen what happens to them. I know enough women in my life to know what's going on. And I know enough men who are shamed and ridiculed for speaking out over, about their assaults. Me Too is a demand for a sort of justice for victims by any means necessary because the court systems are not going to help you. And yeah, people have asked me why I'm so angry. I really don't think I'm that angry, honestly. I'm kind of angry in this podcast, but compared to some of the delusional right-wingers I've seen... I'm not as angry, and I'm angry about shit that's actually happening. They're angry about bullshit that's completely made up. They're literally living in a fantasy world where they think women are going to start creating lynch mobs for men over these, you know, over any kind of allegations. That's so not what's happening. That's so the opposite of what's happening. And people are like, well, isn't it a slippery slope? Motherfuckers, we haven't even made it up the hill yet to slide the fuck down. So I don't want to hear about that shit either. We're so far from believing women as the norm in this society that it's it should not even be a concern. Both sides are not equal. This is not an equal debate. One side is based in reality and the other side is based in fairy tale fucking land. And I like fairy tale fucking land. I like to create my own fairy tale land in my own life as much as possible. It's a wonderful thing to do, but holy fucking shit, you have to live in reality. You can deny reality, but you cannot deny the consequences of reality. You know, you cannot live in it, but there's a bunch of numbers proving me right and proving all of the women you know right. And if you don't know women who have been sexually assaulted, Guess what? They're not telling you because you probably come off as a creepy fucking rapist. Yes, that's hyperbolic. Yeah, I mean it. You're probably a boundary-crossing asshole or misogynistic in some other way or some other fucking creepy bullshit and women don't trust you to tell you anything because you're not trustworthy. And it shouldn't be about the women who were in close proximity to you. Like, I hate the whole line of arguments like, don't you have a sister or a wife or a daughter? It's like, how about you just view all women as human fucking beings, regardless of whether or not they're related to you dipshit? Yeah, I'm fucking pissed. I'm fucking pissed because my least favorite fucking topic of conversation is all over the fucking place. And I take breaks from it so that I can regain like some semblance of sanity but i it, i still have to wander around in the public where there's newspapers reminding me of oh yeah the rapist who's going to be a supreme court justice okay i'm sorry attempted rapist i guess i can't just straight up call him a rapist just because he tried to rape someone allegedly brett kavanaugh are you fucking kidding me 
Have you ever heard more of a rapist name in your life? Brett. You, like, Brett Kavanaugh. I remember hearing that name and just being like, yeah, no, definitely. Definitely he did this. <laughs> like, is it even debatable? Like, come on. Guess what? You can kind of stereotype people. Come on. Oh, innocent until proven guilty. I didn't get that. None of the women I know got that. What we get is a sympathetic pat on the back and a, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Yeah, well, I'm sorry too. And I hope it doesn't happen to anyone. And I think about how my life would be different because of it. And I've done a really good job of making a pretty sweet life for myself. I don't think of, I, like, I don't wallow in this stuff. I really, you know, try not to. You know, I'm not all, like, cooped up, like, in a darkened room, like, drinking alone or anything, like, crying about, you know, oh, the, you know, all the violence and stuff. I live a pretty full life. I go out and do a lot of really cool things. I meet a lot of really interesting people. I have a very full life. And there have been very dark times in that. And I've had my vibrancy and time stolen from me by predators. And so have some of the most brilliant, wonderful women I know. In fact, every woman I know has at least been sexually harassed. When can I call it an epidemic? When are we allowed to use these words? When are, if, if some of you motherfuckers are allowed to use the term lynching to describe a fucking frat boy not getting a promotion, then why can't I describe this whole situation as a fucking epidemic if every fucking woman I know has been sexually harassed or assaulted? I don't think that's hyperbolic at all. And I don't think I'm being overly emotional and overly sensitive about this topic. Think of the worst thing that's ever happened to you in your life. And now imagine it being replayed over and over and over every single fucking day. Every single time you turn on the television. Every time you go on the internet. Every time you walk past a newspaper stand. When you're talking to your friends. Hearing it from strangers. Everywhere. It's fucking everywhere. And you try to fucking maintain, you know, uh, some fucking stoicism in your fucking life. Yeah, I'm fucking angry. I'm so fucking angry. I'm so angry about the lives that have been ruined by this. I'm angry for the women who didn't make it and the men who didn't make it because they were fucking killed. Or killed themselves. Because some things are too horrible to live with. And I'm not going to shut up about it. And I'm going to try to make jokes where I can about it. I mean, I, like, it, it's a laugh to keep from crying kind of situation. And I'm done crying over it. I've cried enough over this topic. And I refuse to do it publicly. If I can possibly fucking help it. But if you're wondering why women are tired of people's shit, this is why. The worst topic ever, just about, is being trotted out and 
talked about every single fucking day and there's so many bad takes on it and it's a fucking nightmare. It's a fucking nightmare. And a lot of people can turn away from it. It doesn't affect a lot of men. You know, they they can be afraid. In fact, their fear of false accusations is seen as more valid than my anger at being sexually abused multiple times throughout my life. Things aren't equal. They will never be equal. The only way to get justice is to take justice when you can. And it doesn't look pretty. But if you say you want justice and you say you want equality, then you cannot do it through the current system. You will fail because it was meant to fail us. I'm not going to do a whole lot of editing to this episode. I want to make some lavish mouth noises, but I might just do a remix where I <laughs> cut out all of the cussing. I just had to get it out. I just had to get it out because what we're witnessing right now is a pivotal point in history, and it's going to be messy. Revolutions are messy. Sorry about it. Do you want it or not? Some people want reform. That's fine. I really, at the end of the day, am I diversity of tactics kind of person. I appreciate my friends, my lawyer, my lawyer friends who are working within the system and some of uh, my other more politically oriented friends. Uh, bless your hearts. You're trying your best. But the whole thing is rotten to the core. And as far as activism goes, the best thing I can say as far as activists is as far as like what type of activism I'm doing and I think is most effective is just direct action supporting the people you know. I connect people privately to resources who reach out to me. I try to get them assistance in any way possible. You know, give your money to women is a movement started by Bardo Smith and other sex workers and the whole concept is direct justice, direct restorative justice. And is some the hashtag sums it up great. Give your money to women. And there are some people, some feminists who are going to be like, oh, well, you know, you can't, like, put a price on ruining someone's life. No, you can't put a price on it. Some things don't have a price. Some things are too horrible to have happen to you that there can be no financial number attached to it i get that argument and i'm saying it doesn't matter because it's up to the victims if the victim wants money they should be able to get money louis ck can afford to pay for therapy for all of his victims for the rest of their lives he's gonna be fine they welcomed him back with open arms he ruined the careers of women after he traumatized them. Have people who have been falsely accused ever had to deal with that? Honestly? Have they ever had to fucking deal with that? Have the manager of an extremely powerful person in your field blacklist them and ruin their careers or be so traumatized by what happened that you quit doing the one thing you love the most 
But no one gives a shit about them. If they did, people would be demanding justice. Financial justice, restorative justice, some kind of fucking justice other than absolutely fucking nothing. And yeah, I know I sound bitter. I am bitter. I am bitter and resentful. I resent that I've lost so much time and money to this traumatic bullshit. I'm fucking pissed that my life is different because of it. I am pissed that I feel like I haven't been able to reach my full potential. I'm pissed that there have been entire chunks of time that were just spent surviving, just spent trying to remember to put food into this meat suit to keep it alive for I don't know what reasons, really, because I couldn't see day to day. I've dealt with financial repercussions of shitty partners. Men. I'm still dealing with repercussions of a shitty relationship like two years ago. So I don't want to hear the bitching, and I don't want to hear terms like lynching used and any of that, and they're going to be used. I I know my bitching about something isn't going to stop it from happening, whatever, but I'm sick of these male piss babies being so afraid that someone's going to call them on their shit, and I know where the guilt comes from. I know enough men to know that they've looked the other way when things have happened, if not you know, been implicated in something themselves. That's why there's the guilt. That's why there's the fear. And they should be afraid. They should be afraid. I don't get to not be afraid. And I don't want to drag everyone down to this level, but that's the thing. Like, I didn't ask for this. You know, I don't, men don't have to do a million and one precautions just to walk outside at night. Men don't have to worry about ever hoping that you can appear to be the perfect victim if you get raped and almost killed. You know what would happen to me if I got raped and almost killed right now and I made an accusation publicly? Well, this is what would happen. Let me walk you through it. First of all, I know the justice system would not help me. I know that they would accuse me of, oh, I don't know, being a loose queer woman. I don't fit traditional standards of beauty in any kind of way, so they're already not going to believe me because I look like a punk. So, reporting is out of the question because I'm not going to subject myself to that, and I don't believe the cops can help me, and why would I want to re-traumatize myself? It's often called the second rape um, in literature about this topic. So then I don't report. What happens if I don't report? Well, I get scolded for not reporting to a system that hates me. Okay, so again, no win. It's a no win situation for me. And if I publicly speak about it, that subjects myself to a public inquiry on my character. So if I use the only tools I have, which would be a tiny platform to say, hey, this guy raped me, or this, it's possible a woman could rape me too. But let's be real, it would more likely be a guy. Um, 
you know, this man raped me. Oh, well, you can't just make false allegations or you're probably lying. And you know what? They would go through my Twitter. You guys would go through all of my social media stuff and find all the stuff I said that hurt men's feelings and be like, see, she hated men. She either A, deserved it or B, is making everything up or both. But actually, they don't care. They don't care about honesty. They don't care about the truth. And then I could have my reputation ruined. There's no reason for me to stick my neck out on the line. I've done this before, by the way. I've called out people by name who were scamming a community of people. I've called people out and said, these motherfuckers are stealing money from you and abusing people. And the response was, why you gotta try to divide the movement? Why do you gotta be so divisive in starting shit? And the response before I wrote that article, which was just about the general problem of scam artist stuff that I was talking about, people were like, why don't you name names? If you identify the problem, they'll tell you to name names. If you name names, they'll call you a liar. There's no winning. And there's no not playing the game either. I'd love to be able to say, well, if you don't, if there's no winning, you shouldn't play the game. I don't, like, this is my life we're talking about. Like, this is a world I have to live in that other people shittily built. I don't get to just not play the game. I can, like, you know, go out and camp in the middle of nowhere for a while and clear my head, and that's wonderful, and that's nice, and I do that occasionally. But honestly, I have to go back into reality at some point. I have to make money. I have to support myself. I have to use the internet to do that because my job, like some of the work I do is based on the internet. I have to read things. I have to look at things. I can't avoid it. It's too big to avoid. This is, again, this is my life. I can't avoid it when I'm going out in public either. The leering, the amount of bullshit that I, I've had to dealt with from just other, like, customer service people even, I don't get to live in a world without sexual harassment. So, y'all don't get to live in a world where I'm not bitching about it. <laughs> and when I say y'all, I mean, you know, I don't necessarily just mean my longtime listeners, I mean, generally speaking, I mean, this is, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. And you know what? I don't have time to explain what the obvious to people. I've been like beating myself over the head, explaining the fucking obvious to people for years about this stuff. And there's some other, there are some people who have come around there are a lot of people who are like, MK, you're a little too radical. You're kind of whatever. And then they'll privately message me to complain about things. I've been called a man hater. I don't hate men. But that's the wrong fucking question. Do I hate men? That's such a loaded bullshit question that there's no right answer to. No, I hate the patriarchy. I hate how women have been murdered and raped all throughout history especially the ones who dare to take control over their lives how they've been 
brought down with all sorts of violence and legal violence, by the way. The very system that you tell me to report to didn't even recognize marital rape as being a thing until 1993 for all 50 states. 1993. It's not that long ago. But we haven't even caught up with that. More people don't believe victims than do. We are not at the turning point yet where it is the norm that we believe all women and such great, wonderful men's lives are being ruined by false accusations here and there, and it's a total lynching and all of this bullshit. We're not there. Again, you either live in reality or you don't. And my humanity is not debatable. So I'm not going to have debates. I was offered to do a show recently on a platform that I felt was hostile to these views. And normally, like, I am very eager to go on shows and other things like that where I might disagree with the host and whatever. I mean, you guys know me and Jim Jesus, we argue about shit all the time and it's usually always a good time. I could deal with that. I like my views being challenged. I do. But I'm also sick of advocating for something that people don't want to believe, which is reality, which is that your heroes are probably rapists. Sorry about it. That's how power works. When people accumulate more power, they tend to do all sorts of weird, violent shit. And yeah. I and I yeah I, I'm exhausted. I'm so exhausted, and you know, give your money to women. That's all I can say. If you know a woman who's been sexually assaulted, guess what? It doesn't matter if it was your fault. If you have some extra money, give it to her. It's the best way you can help someone. I mean, emotional support too. Listen to her. Do what you can. And. I know that one of the only reasons I'm still around right now is because of the kindness of my friends. My friends who have listened to me and believed me and supported me through some of the darkest times in my life. Without them, I don't know where I would be. And not everyone is lucky to have that kind of support system. I had to find it for myself. I had to create a chosen family of support and find the good people out there because not all of us have families we can rely on i was going to make this short and sweet but it obviously hasn't been it's been long and nasty but that's life deal with it